This is manly anime for manly men. It's not for girls, and it's not about cartoons, Dad. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Jack, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Nathaniel. What's Nathaniel, up, how are you doing? Oh, you know, about as well as can be expected. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. We're we're still 3D. We're not uh, no, not two day two D anime girls yet, as far as I can tell. So one day we'll get there. One one of the great disappointments of this this year, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the only ones. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, on this episode, uh, we're talking about Kinero Mosaic, Golden Mosaic, I believe it means, um, which is uh, a show about a girl Shinobu who uh, previously went uh, to stay at a home in England with a girl named Alice Cartlett. Uh, and then uh, now that she's in high school, Alice has has come to Japan uh, to to find her again and transferred to her school. That's what it's about. I've I've seen it. You've seen a part of it. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen three episodes um, and then it got buried in my watch list. So I'm ex- I'm excited to get back into this one and get it off, get it off the watch list because I enjoyed the the three episodes that i saw okay yeah that was the next question i was gonna ask how did uh, how did it strike you upon seeing those three episodes cute cute japanese girls speaking english you know it's always it's always a fun time yeah yeah well kinero mosaic is interesting in that alice uh is like is an an english like english english girl played by uh played by a japanese woman right, and so right. she speaks English in a Japanese and British accent at the same time, <laughs> which is very interesting to hear. Um, and uh, yeah, I have to say one thing I do, I did uh, like about Kinero Mosaic is like, I remember the first, the first episode of it is almost an anime in itself. Uh, yes. If you remember that, because yes. it's just like, it's like the flashback of her going to, going to stay in England. And so that by itself is like its own complete story that I think set up the the rest of the show really well. Um, that's how I remember it. Yeah, uh, that's, and, uh, that's um, what I remember yeah. as well. So, um, but honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about the rest of it. Okay. Um, so, uh, so we'll see. I remember a couple characters here and there. I remember Karen and her cool Union Jack coat. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> And uh, and that one screenshot of of her saying, "If I I'll become a samurai if I become Japanese enough." <laughs> yes, that <laughs> is a, that is a very good one. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a a, a meme about her with the Ayaya scene. Um, those are those are the big the big hits. I do remember a couple things, but it definitely not as much. Um, so I'll be I'll be curious to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I only remember good things about it myself. It's got a nice, uh, bright, vivid color palette, appealing character mm-hmm. designs, uh, uh, f- light, funny humor. Yeah, yeah, everything you want in a you know, in a slice of life sort of show. 
uh, we're uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have seen the show. But first, before we do that, uh, let's talk about lesser shows for lesser men. Uh, the segment where we quickly recommend <laughs> recommend or condemn an anime that we wouldn't have normally talked about on this show. Um, Nathaniel, what do you got? My lesser show for this week is Afro Samurai and its companion movie Afro Samurai Resurrection. And if you're not familiar, it's a uh, based on a fusion of of uh, Japanese samurai uh, samurai stories uh, mixed mixed together with elements of hip hop and Black American culture in a, a somewhat similar way to Samurai Champloo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, very loosely based on an actual historical samurai uh, who God knows how back in the Edo period uh, got from Africa to Japan and became a samurai that way. Yeah, that's that's always uh, an interesting tidbit to me. It's like, I don't know how this dude did that exactly. Right. <laughs> it's cool, though. Uh-huh. Like, I'm glad he exists. I'm a, a neat figure. I'm assuming it had something to do with the Dutch, but... I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> it usually does. Um, and so it's it's uh, base basically the story is um, in the in the sh- original show the story is that Afro Samurai, which is the actual name of his character, um, mm. is his father is killed uh, and he is on a quest for vengeance. And the basic setup is that there are two headbands in the world. Uh, the number one headband, the wearer of it, can only be challenged by the number two, and the number two has the right to challenge the number one, but the consequence of that is that he can be challenged by anyone else who who then (laughs) takes the number two headband. And Mm. Afro Samurai has um, the has the number two headband um, and he he goes on a quest to to avenge his father's death um, and so it's paper th- it's a pretty paper thin plot it's very all style no substance and that is not a criticism because I fucking love it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the and the movie is somewhat somewhat more of the same he's He's retired and at peace, but then he gets dragged dragged back into the game again because of various circumstances. Um, As always seems to happen to people who are who are retired killers at peace, they always seem to get dragged back in for one last job. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost if you go around killing people for a living that that has some sort of effect on your your life, even if you try to give it up or something. Yeah, weird, huh? (laughs) Who would have (laughs) thought? But yeah, if um. And if you like, uh, if you like older old uh, OVAs uh, like Violence Jack that are just complete over the top violence, more blood spurting anywhere that could reasonably fit in a human body, all that sort mm. of stuff. It's uh, it's along the same lines. It feels like a real tribute to that uh, that part of the the OVA uh, the OVA culture of the late eighties and early nineties. Awesome, awesome, and All so right. I highly recommend it. All right, well, oh, that, and, that sounds and great. I, 
<laughs> and also, uh, Sam uh, Afro Samurai and his companion uh, Ninja Ninja is uh, <laughs> are both voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, which is exactly yeah, which is as important. great as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's important to the overall uh, show, I think. The, and the the voice acting over it, the and the voice acting overall is is fantastic. Um, the, I I recommend the English version. I'm not actually even sure if there there was a Japanese dub because they've got all these A-list actors in the in the uh, in the English version. Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. Ron Perlman, Lucy Liu. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there was. Uh, I mean, I'm, I once again, I could completely be wrong, but I'm pretty. I haven't seen a, a Japanese version. Yes, I, I remember. Uh, exists, uh, yeah, so. I remember uh, looking looking it up and finding that there wasn't a Japanese version because I normally watch that first, and I was like, yeah, that makes that makes sense if you've got yeah. this this voice casting for the American ver- for the English version, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that sounds great. Going in a completely different direction uh, for for my uh, my suggestion, uh, I'm suggesting uh, Kakushigoto, um, which is a title that means a couple different things. It's a pun, which uh, you know those Japanese puns—they're always uh, oh, always absolutely. very translatable. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in this case, uh, Kakushigoto can also or can mean like. Uh, like a, a secret or uh, an art job, you know, like drawing for a living. Um, and uh, that's what the show is about. It's about a guy whose name is Kakushi Goto um, and uh, and he has a daughter whose name is Hime Goto, which can also mean mm-hmm. secret. Kakushi is, uh, is a manga artist. Okay. But is largely famous for, like, dirty joke manga. It be, because he is so completely embarrassed about the idea of his daughter ever finding out that he writes dirty joke manga, um, he tells her that he's a salary man <laughs> uh, and goes to like massive, crazy like lengths to make sure that she never finds out okay. that what he actually does. <laughs> um, such as like he leaves the house while wearing a suit and then partway through changes from a suit into his like pajamas <laughs> before he gets to his uh you know his uh studio uh and they have like drills just in case he may like shows up for some <laughs> reason uh and and all of these all of these crazy things um and there's a lot of like puns and wordplay as well um it's made by the same person who made Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Ah, excellent. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh and and it it still has that very like uh it it looks the same. Like the characters are very similar. Uh and even a couple of them are specifically like references to characters from Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Some of Hime's friends are uh are, you know, the same designs basically. Does it have um, a similar style of of humor to the Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei? Definitely uh it's it's definitely a little different. Uh in that like Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei is all was all like uh this series of like puns and got very dark sometimes mm-hmm. and, and said had a lot to talk about like Japanese um you know a lot of, like, a lot culture. of satire about Japanese culture, yes. Yeah. And this is definitely not that. It's it's a lot lighter um, in uh, in its humor, and uh, like there's there's one in particular where um, 
it, Kakushi uh, tells tells Hime that uh, that they live in uh, in uh, an area of town that has a lot of uh, oshapi, um, which is like a sort of slang term for like not hipsters exactly. Um, the um, the uh, subs that I saw translated as fancy peeps um, <laughs> because it's like a, it's like a slang term. Okay. Um, and uh, but they misunderstand and think that it's like a monster. Okay. Uh, and go searching for its lair, and they find a Starbucks, and they're like, "This is where it lives." <laughs> uh, and uh, and there's all this, you know, it's it's just uh, it's a lot lighter. Um, I, I say, so- but it, then it sounded lighter based on the description. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not to say that it is without its. Uh, as like Sainar Setsubo Sensei would get like weirdly dark sometimes. Um, Kakushigoto is uh, has some hidden, extremely emotional content. Not that hidden. Okay. But, um, because uh, the the parts of the show um, that are about Kakushi like trying to stop Hime from finding out that he draws dirty manga, mm-hmm. um, dirty joke manga, um, are. Uh, bookended by segments of Hime, now 18, mm-hmm. um, having successfully, like, Kakushi successfully kept the secret of what he did from her. Um, and now she is, uh, she's 18 and she has the keys to his, um, to his studio and is going to it and going through his stuff and figuring out what he actually did for a living. Um, but, uh, in those flash forwards, uh, Kakushi is conspicuously missing. Okay. Uh, and uh, and you know that becomes becomes clearer over time about what's what's going on and and uh, and uh, why and etc. And it's uh, it gets there are, there are episodes that are you know emotionally intense. Huh. We'll say uh, a lot more than than I expected from this sort of very light slice of life comedy okay. it, there's it's got a lot of surprises we'll say well i mean yeah. it's well it sounds interesting and you and i can both vouch for sayonara zetsubo sensei so yeah sayonara zetsubo sensei is great <laughs> i might have to so, check that yeah. out myself yeah yeah i would i would highly recommend it uh anyway uh so that's uh, those are our lesser shows for for this time uh and uh, as i said we're gonna take a break and when we come back we'll have seen kinira mosaic again but before we talk about Kinero mosaic we have an important special segment isn't that right nathaniel absolutely and yeah yeah this was this was a fun one honestly yeah yeah so we made good on our word and uh, and we went camping exactly like in yuru camp uh and it was a good time and uh here's a, a live report from the scene right now all right you ready yep okay and here we are, a special segment, uh, 3D guys doing 2D things out here in, in the woods at our campsite. Nathaniel, you're, yep. s- you're sitting in front of me. You can't just nod. You have to say something. 
<laughs> yep, here we are. Beautiful sleeping bear dunes. Yeah, don't dox us. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. Nah, no, I mean we drove we drove a while to get here, so it's we're fine. Um and also nobody listens, so <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we've we've been uh, recreating the the Yuru Camp experience. Um, we uh, we climbed our very own Fujisan, <laughs> which was just a big dune. Um, set up camp. That was a lot like uh, a lot like Yuru Camp. We listened to the Yuru Camp soundtrack. <laughs> sure did. Uh, and uh, and made. Uh, one of the one of the dishes from the show, specifically, uh, Rin's one pot uh, soup style pasta that we uh, that we made in multiple pots, so it was a lie. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've honestly been having a lot of fun out here. Yeah, actually, yeah, a lot more fun than I remember having camping as a kid. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because. When you're a kid, you don't really get to choose what you're doing is the problem, right. you know, which I guess is like uh, the fact that in um, in Euro camp itself that Reen preferred to go like solo camping, I think, because she just got to do do whatever. And I think while we're not, you know, solo camping, we still are just like doing whatever instead of, you know, parents or in my case, I think I don't think I ever went camping with like just my parents except for, i went camping with my dad once but then like the rest of it was all with the boy scouts right. and having just like a pack of weird adults that you don't care about uh being like all right and now we're gonna learn how to do this and i'm like can't i just like read or something <laughs> can i do anything else but no and i think uh i think that really contributes a lot to the like to camping experience yeah i would definitely say so mm. and so and i don't know that where we are right now it's a lot of beautiful beautiful scenery yeah yeah that really helps not quite fujisan no no it's not fujisan so we'll, we really we'll photoshop that in later yeah yeah we're, we're gonna draw it in on all of our uh, all of our photos, even the ones where it doesn't make any sense, like would just photo of a campfire and then we'll draw Fujisan next to it. I mean, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, and the uh, the recipe that we followed, the soup-like uh, pasta, mm-hmm. turned out delicious. They say that hunger is the best spice, and yeah, it certainly applies here, but but also it was just good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was honestly surprised at how uh how good it was. Um especially because I chop I was chopping all the like the um the various vegetables and the bacon and stuff and I was like this doesn't seem right. There seems like I but it it ended up being uh being perfect, honestly. So should I shout out the people the the person I got a got the recipe from a blog called Itadakimasa Anime. So yeah, a blog that does uh, all sorts of recipes of food from anime, yeah. including including this one. A couple of recipes. Yeah, there was another one that was like the borscht, the borscht. that Reen eats. Yeah, but that was at a restaurant. This is this is camping food right here. Hell yeah, it is. We and we made it the most camping ass way you can. So. Yeah, it was. It's good. Like 
I was, I like it. Anyway, I th- I think the the part about camping that people don't look forward to the most is still ahead of us. The actual like sleeping in a tent that's is the fair, thing. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be that bad. We went we went for a, a nice long walk and uh, climb up the dune earlier. Yeah, it was pretty tiring. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll. We tuckered ourselves out enough to get get a good night's sleep out here in the I, woods. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. I was pretty surprised at how uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, that's that's right. I don't really do anything outside." I'm I'm so out of shape. Man. <laughs> that's the problem with staying inside and watching a bunch of anime. <laughs> you fucker should have seen me in high school, man. <laughs> uh, I feel like in high school. You might have been you might have been better at climbing. I think I was roughly the same. I think I'm I haven't changed all that much. Honestly, I think I'm on my feet more now than I was in high school because of because right. of work, you right. know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Still climbing dunes, kind of hard. Oh yeah. I mean, I had a good time though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Got some beautiful pictures. Yeah. Got to look out across the lake. Lost a flashlight on the beach, which hopefully I'll be able to find tomorrow when it's light again. I don't know. I think you're fucked, man. <laughs> Honestly. Pro- I'm probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I was looking for the, the flashlight in the dark with using my cell phone as a flashlight. And like, gee, I sure wish I had a flashlight right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, huh. Funny how that works out. <laughs> man yeah I don't, I don't think i don't think you're gonna find <laughs> but uh, overall if you had to if you had to compare every every portion of of 3d camping to 2d camping what do you think what do you think what, how does it how does it hold up is 3d as good as 2d i would say it's pretty close in this scenario honestly yeah i i didn't think i was gonna enjoy this on as much as uh as I am so far. Same. Yeah, I kind of expected to, like, come back on, on this segment and be like, it fucking blew dick. I was, <laughs> I was cold. The food was the worst. Uh, well, we're also benefiting from some unseasonably warm weather. Yeah. our cold weather camping. Trip, yeah, so. which is weird because, like, like, maybe two days ago, it was cold, like it oh, was yeah. snowing. <laughs> yeah, and that was because when that happened, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it is going to be like worse weather conditions than than the show, where it was like you know cold, but no, uh, no like snow or anything like that. It wasn't. It's not called like freezing camping. It's called laid back camp. So, but yeah, it's it's pretty nice out. I uh, I brought uh, fucking long johns. And I'm, I don't think I'll I'll change into them because I think that'll probably be too hot between that and the uh, the sleeping bag. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. I but I don't know if I'm gonna do this on a regular basis. Is the thing it feels like an interesting experience to go out mm-hmm. and have, but I'm not gonna be like not gonna next weekend mm-hmm. be like. Uh, you know, Nadeshiko, and be like, "It's time to go camping. We gotta go camping. Let's go." <laughs> well, she's 
She's more enthusiastic about life in general than I am. Yeah, that's but I would definitely, that's true. I would definitely come out and do it again. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would do it again. Yeah, but I don't know if we're gonna have time before it gets like super cold, and, right. and I don't think I'll want to do it again in like the next, you know, even if it was warm. Right. I feel like more than it'll probably be maybe a year before I do this sort of thing again. <laughs> You know, I don't, sure, know. Sure. I don't know. I don't maybe if the mood strikes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to join the the outdoors club or anything. Yeah, especially because they're shitty club room. <laughs> Have you seen it? It's terrible. That is such a great gag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I said this in the episode in the last episode, but I really hope that in season two in winter, uh, which is coming up, that's coming up. Um, that uh, they don't get a better club room. <laughs> yeah, my, my hope is that they continue to expand their membership, but they don't get a better club room yeah. to the point where they have to start stacking new members like Cordwood. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that seems a little too much. Uh, I ha- I'd have to I'd have to speculate that if they do if they get if like Rian joins as a member that they will be denied a uh, a um. A better club room because of their sensei's incompetence. Like she's drunk at work or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just my my speculation. We'll see. I haven't read the manga or anything. If that is happens to be exactly correct, we can hope. Yeah, we can only hope. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add about this fucking three D pig disgusting experience? No, I think that we're about ready to make some s'mores here. Hell yeah, we are. So I love s'mores, dude. So yeah, I think I think we're done here. Yeah, yeah, so I think we're done. Let's All that's head left back to, to the regular show. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be talking about Kinero Mosaic. I probably threw to this, and then we'll we'll throw back to back to it. So yeah, and now that you've you've heard our uh, our report about relapse camping. It's time to talk about Kinero Mosaic. All right, and so that's uh, that's our our Yuru Camp segment. Uh, now let's uh, let's get down to talk about Kinero Mosaic. Uh, what did you what did you think about Kinero Mosaic, Nathaniel? Oh, I liked it. I liked it pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just just a just a fun chill show. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if uh, I don't know if it was like revolutionary you know it was oh, it, it was not. it was fine it was uh, I, it was a base pretty uh standard for coma adaptation i would say yeah definitely in it it a lot of times felt a lot like a like a for coma where it's like sometimes they um they feel a little more contiguous but this was like very clear yeah, the, like segments the theory for coma coma roots were very evident in this show Absolutely. yeah yeah but i mean not that that's a a negative it was no. uh it was you know good um it's just a different way of making a show i guess i will say though that uh separate from uh, from the rest of the show, the first episode, I think, is just, like, an interesting, like, self-contained, almost, yeah, little thing. Def- yeah, definitely. In the, yeah, at the start, when it, it shows how Shinobu and Alice met when uh, Shinobu went to, to England uh, as a foreign exchange student. And yeah. honestly, honestly, you could have made a, a show 
out of out of just that plot line i feel like too yeah honestly yeah and i'm i'm surprised that i, w- I would have thought that maybe well, i guess she because she went home like immediately but and also they couldn't really communicate other than saying hello and uh, I, and i do have to say it was it was pretty uh pretty amusing uh, this came up occasionally in the rest of the show, but it was basically mm-hmm. the entire first episode. Uh, these folks are English. They're supposed to be native English speakers. And, right. And I, d- I will say this is some of the best English that I've heard in an anime because yeah, it's usually it's like, pretty bad, bad. But yeah, it's definitely. very evident that it wasn't voiced by native speakers. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavily accented but uh i guess at least uh i want to this this might be completely wrong but i want to say that like the voice actress for karen is actually like has an amount of like conversational english that she knows um Uh so while while she does have a very evident accent it's like you know they they do have like english conversations in the show yeah it's all it's all done fluently uh yeah yeah so I don't know. It's it's definitely yeah. The, as you said, the best uh, the best English I've I've heard uh, in uh, in an anime that wasn't. Uh, uh, I'm sure that I I feel like there is some some anime that I watched where there was just like a, a who was clearly like an American person who was playing a foreigner who's just like uh hello I need to get to the station and then somebody's uh-huh. like oh no a foreigner but I can't uh-huh. remember. But. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting element, and uh, and uh, you know, as you said, there's a lot of bits in in the episode that are based off of like, ah, Alice is English. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely a strong uh, fish out of water element to the show between Alice and Karen. Yeah, yeah. Um, although that said, like, uh, I I think it's interesting that. Uh, Alice is basically like she's basically a weeb, right? Uh, like she yeah. she loves Japan. <laughs> uh, that's fair. To, that's fair to say. Yes. Yeah, and I I think it's funny that whenever they're shown eating breakfast, that um, that Alice is eating like a Japanese breakfast, and then Shinobu is eating like a Western breakfast. Oh, geez, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I I mean I think I'm I might have been making that up, but. <laughs> If I, uh, if I, yeah, but I'm pretty sure because it's like, yeah, because Shinobu is having like toast and like, I think eggs, something like that. But um, Alice is eating like, I think she was mixing up like natto or something. Um, But yeah, like very specifically Japanese foods. Right. Shinobu's uh, sort of obsession with with blondes is always very funny as well. Oh, yes. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like each... Uh, maybe this is just because it's a Yankama, but um, each like character only really had like n- not too much. Uh, they only had like one joke associated with them, essentially. Yeah. Um, which I feel like they could have been a little more developed, I guess. Yeah, I I think that that's fair to say. Hmm. The art's really good, though. I, li- I like all the character designs. And yeah, everybody's yeah. Drawn, but and, uh, uh, especially, was, yeah, it was an interesting art style. All the characters had uh, very thin limbs, not yeah. not nearly to the extent of say a, a clamp work, but no. <laughs> but uh, it was an interesting uh, 
design decision on their part. And I yeah. think that it worked for the show. Yeah, I think so. But uh, it's it's interesting because I find uh, a lot of... Uh, I was comparing it a lot to like the first episode, which is like very different from the rest of the show, again. Um, how like... There's a lot of like really like sort of lush English backgrounds and stuff in that uh, in that first episode that aren't really present in the rest of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'd say so. But well, I mean, it was the setting of the English countryside versus a more urban center in Japan. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, what what else do you have to say about uh, about Kinira Mosaic? Well, one thing that I will say is I'm fairly certain that. A lot of the humor went over my head uh, mm. because, as I mentioned earlier, there is the, the strong fish-out-of-water element to it. And specifically, yeah. I would say that uh, one of Karen's uh, character traits is that she speaks kind of broken, broken uh, non-fluent yeah, Japanese. Japanese. And yeah. if I pay attention, I can kind of pick up on that, but as someone who doesn't speak Japanese, it's... It's, it's yeah, really it's easy to, to miss that aspect of her character. Yeah. Although they do make it, like, fairly... Like, they do mention it a yeah. lot, and there's that sort of joke... I mean, they don't mention it a lot, but there's that sort of joke where, she, like, her Ohio gojaimasu or whatever, uh -huh. her, like, weird mispronunciation of good morning, um, like, kind of spreads around the uh, the school because they think it's funny. Uh -huh. <laughs> um. So, you know, it's, but yeah, I, I'd agree that that's kind of the only specific, uh, like, example of that, of her, like, broken Japanese that I know, because that's the only one that's, like, pointed out, right. but I'm sure she does it all the time, and we just aren't sure. Yeah, so, Japanese people, I'm, I'm glad that our gaijin struggles are so fucking hilarious to yeah, you, Yeah, come you on, it's fucks. difficult, okay? It's a tough language. <laughs> <laughs> Why Japanese people? Oh, that guy. I forget what that comedian's name is. Isn't it? It's his name is like Jason, but he has like a yes. It's like thickly sliced Jason or something like that. Anyway, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got a joke about going. Why Japanese people? Um, man, that uh, we we saw it in a commercial first, and then it when we learned that uh, that he yeah, was I, a. Uh, uh, a comedian, and then that was his catchphrase that became much less funny than just, like, a guy leaping out and screaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that really sucked. I, I I was like, oh, man, it's like a whole it's like a whole thing. It was so much funnier when it's just a guy leaping out from, from, uh, from a bus and yelling, why Japanese people? But, I mean, honestly, uh, all credit to that guy for managing to break onto the Japanese comedy circuit as a guy Gokujin. That's yeah. really impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty nuts, and it's not like, you know, uh, he's very clearly a because uh, he's like super tall and blonde and stuff. So I don't know, maybe maybe they uh, they sort of see him as a novelty, as uh, as Japan is wont to do. I don't know. I can't speak for Japanese people. Why Japanese oh, people? I, and yeah, I do think that he just has the one joke, but even with that, it's it's impressive. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not uh, not difficult or not difficult, not easy to do. <laughs> there we go. Right. Anyway, we're getting off track. This isn't about Kinero yes. Mosaic. Yes. He's blonde though, and that's important in Kinero Mosaic. Uh, yes, because Shinobu has some sort of 
uh, blonde fetish that comes up repeatedly yeah. and is an amusing aspect of the show. Yeah, that's she really loves blonde people. Kimpatsu, as they say. Yeah, and speaking of fetishes, uh, I'd say that this show also has a uh, a light to moderate current of Yuri running throughout it, I, for those who are into that. Light to moderate, I feel like is... I feel like it is... I mean, I guess they never actually go out and say it. So yeah, I guess moderate is, is the closest I would mm. get. But it's pretty clear that both, like... Alice, the reason that Alice is so clingy to Shinobu is for Yuri reasons, and the the reason that uh, uh, Aya is uh, so, you know, particularly Sundare towards um, Yoko, that's it, that's her name, is is right. for that, that same yeah. Yuri reason. I, I would argue that Aya and Yoko are more, more clearly Yuri. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, Whereas Alice, Karen, and Shinobu have more of a platonic love triangle going on. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I, I feel like Shinobu doesn't really care either way. It feels like right. Um, and uh, and <laughs> and yeah, that's one of the one of the constant sources of comedy is how oblivious she is to what's going on with Alice and Karen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How like Karen is repeatedly or uh, Shinobu is repeatedly like being like, oh, Karen is doing cool stuff. And then Alice is like, I could do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Alice tries so hard. Yeah, I got to say, though, that repeated joke did become a little tiresome to me by the end because they do lean on it a lot. And I was like, yeah, OK, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's right, that's just me. Right. Uh, gotcha. I wanted it to open up a little bit more. So, uh, also one one thing I did notice. This isn't about Karen or Alice or Shinobu, but uh, about Aya. Uh, at the in like the f- second episode, uh, they're like, "Oh, sometimes she can be kind of an airhead," and they mention that, and she was like, "Oh no, I forgot my tights," and then it's literally never brought up again. <laughs> like they now that you mention, yeah, it, yeah, they they say it at the beginning, and then. That's just not a part of her character for the rest yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, that was a thread of character development that they never really tugged on after that. Yeah, after like that first kind of mention of it. But yeah, the the rest of her character is just sort of taken up with being being Sundare for Yoko. <laughs> what else about uh, Kinero Mosaic do we want to mention? Or did we want to move on to another segment? Um. I think I'm ready to move on personally. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move on. Um, do we want to go to the the opening segment or the best girl Olympics first? Opening segment. Okay, let's go to the opening segment, which is of course the segment where we talk about the opening uh, and the ending. But that's not as catchy. Uh, how did you uh, How did you feel about the uh, oh, the opening? Is that how you feel? Okay. No, no, no. I mean. A catchy of a name for the oh, segment, not the... Uh... Right, right, no. Okay, because I, I was about to say that this is one of the the relatively rare shows where I feel that the the ending is clearly stronger than the opening. I would I would agree, yeah. I, I thought the opening was not... I mean, it's fine, but it, it wasn't anything special. I was just like, okay, sure, yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah. I did, I it did had some. It. It's had some nice. Uh, it had some nice uh, counterpoint from the the horn synths. Yeah, I like but that. But that's about the only thing that really stood out to me in the opening. Yeah, um, and it's like. Whereas the ending, uh, well, the song is really really catchy. It's a 
big band style of song that kind of reminds me of the theme from Super Mario Odyssey, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, I could I could hear that. The uh, um, Jump Up Superstar. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. And the, and the animation uh, I also liked a lot. Uh, they had characters singing along with the song, which is always a plus in my book. Yeah, it's always fun. But yeah, I, I, I definitely thought that the uh, the ending was uh, stronger. Um, which I was, yeah, like you said, it's very rare that that happens. Um, usually it's, uh, the ending is kind of more of an afterthought. Right. I guess because people skip it. Right. Well, and the, and the opening is designed to to catch people's attention, so they usually blow their load on that one. Yeah, as as they say. Um, but yeah, the uh, I didn't think the the opening like animation had anything interesting in it either. Um, no, not particularly. No, it was, so I think it was that pretty... the ending is is the clear winner in in this in this case. And yeah, it's honestly it's a really good song, very catchy. Yeah, I, I and a lot of lot of lot of love with the big band style, but with the ultra processed vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, to so more of a I don't know a neo big band style, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, although I I don't know if neo big band is really a <laughs> uh, a thing. At least I hope it's not. <laughs> swing revival. There we go. Oh God. Uh, I mean, it's not electro swing, I guess. Um, <laughs> Are you talking shit about Electro Swing now? Are, are, we, whole... are we gonna get into a fight about Electro Swing here? <laughs> I mean, I don't feel that passionate about it, so probably not. No, but... <laughs> no, no. This is this is now but your I... your one character trait. If there was a, <laughs> <But> a Yonko <laughs> mag- manga about us, your one character trait is now that you you love Electro Swing. Okay, fine. I I I would die for Electro Swing. <laughs> Man, I you know I would read a manga about an, about an anime girl who's I will really never into turn electro my, swing. I will I will never turn my back on electro swing. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like big band is not really a, a a genre that anime touches on a lot. You know. Yeah, they should do that more often. Jazz and shit. Get to it, anime. I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> All right. So now that we've laid down our our edict, hopefully, hopefully the Japanese will get the message and do exclusively big band endings from this point. Yeah, come on, it'd be way better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about the opening before we move on to the best girl Olympics? Um, no, not about not about the opening uh, or the ending. <laughs> or the ending. Okay, no. okay. And then uh, then let's move on to the best girl Olympics. Um, uh, who do you think is the best girl in the show? For me, uh, the answer is pretty clear. Mm. I don't think it's, it's, uh, particularly close for me. It's Karen. Yeah, I don't think that, uh, this is, again, uh, a show where I don't think there is going to be a whole lot of, uh, a lot of debate here. Yeah. You know? But there's a, but there's a lot, uh, there's just so many things to like about her character, the ridiculous Union Jack sweater that she wears all the time. I fucking love like, that sweater, dude. Like, like I want it. <laughs> that's that's like the British equivalent of imagine 
like an, an obnoxious American tourist going around with an American flag t-shirt everywhere. Then imagine that instead of being a tourist, you're just living in Japan. And, and always wearing an American wear flag shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and also they, they make a point of saying, like, you're not supposed to wear that with a uniform. <laughs> right. But she cares not. Yeah, she doesn't care. Or maybe she just doesn't understand, because she is a, a gaijin. Uh, <laughs> and... Honestly, I think the writer probably liked her character the best, too, because she seems to get all of the best gags in this show. Yeah, she kind of steals there's, the spotlight as soon as the, yeah. as soon as she shows up. Yeah, I mean, there's there's in episode seven where she she has a sign around her neck that says, please do not feed the Karen when she's going <laughs> on a diet. <laughs> um, there's in uh, episode episode ten. There was <laughs> there was a whole sequence where she started chasing a cat down an alleyway, uh, got so <laughs> involved in the chase that she ended up getting lost. That's right. Then she called Shinobu to uh, ask for directions, but then she got so swept up in telling Shinobu about the cat that she just found that she forgot to <laughs> ask for directions and then just hung up. And Shinobu, and she was like, oh, yeah. and Shinobu took it in stride, too. She was like, oh, yeah, I guess Karen just called me to tell her about me about this cat she found. It's like, yeah, that seems like something Karen would do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she, she really... Um, she sets herself up as being, like, a really good character from, like, the first thing she does. Right after she uh, she sees Alice and is like, oh, Alice. Uh, and then and then Alice says to Karen, what brings you to Japan? And then she holds her arms out and goes, like <laughs> pretending to be a plane. And then Alice oh, is like, man, no, that... not what, no, not what literally brings you to Japan. Why are you here? <laughs> that that was that was a popular a popular animation sequence when it was airing. I remember there there yeah. were some good gifts that came out of that yeah, that yeah. one of her doing the airplane gesture. <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's just like by itself, it's such a good like setup for Karen, you know, and her mm. her whole like character energy. It it really uh, it really works, uh, and uh, it sucks that I have to put up something against Karen. <laughs> The, uh, her facial expressions mm. are the best. She, they do so many gags of where it's zooming into into her face, and there's some great facial expressions to be found there as well. Definitely, yeah. I feel like there's uh, some good care and reaction images that you could mine. Oh, and oh, in the episode twelve where she became a chunabyo randomly <laughs> after reading a single volume of a manga. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Karen's a, Karen's a good character. Here, let me before we get get too much uh, more into gushing about Karen. Let me put up a token resistance. All right, um, let's hear it. I feel like if uh, if you put up anybody against the force that is Karen, it has to be Alice. Okay. Uh, Alice Alice has a lot going for her. Um, she's she's nice. Uh, she likes Japan, so that's something. Um, she's very small. She gets compared to like a <laughs> rabbit or a hamster a lot, which I think is very oh, funny. Yes. Oh, Especially, yes. I like that their teacher even named named her rabbit Alice after Alice. Um, I thought that was funny. Uh, but uh, I, and she also she also uh, can uh, 
Okay, get sucked into Karen's madness on occasion. Yeah, she does like do that. Uh, in yeah. episode nine, where they both cracked eggs on their face because they <laughs> forgot that the guy they saw doing it on television was using hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, they just have like raw egg in their hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, the the problem with Alice is that um, she really likes Shinobu. <laughs> she really, really really does yeah she really and also on wait one one thing also about alice is there's a part where she has like the that little like doll thing of the japanese woman uh and uh and it's like everyone is like it looks like shinobu and everybody's like uh i don't know about that it's like is that racist (laughs) is that alice being like (laughs) all japanese people (laughs) look like this and i was like Huh. Uh-huh. Weird. <laughs> I guess it made sense when she was a child, but like, right. but she also did it when she was like a teenager. So I don't know. It was, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, but yeah, she really loves Shinobu. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like you're uh, uh, you're going to be talking about Shinobu a lot if you're hanging out with Alice. Sure. So and. Uh, I don't know if I just have that that uh, that sort of energy to be talking about blonde people that often if Shinobu's going to be around. But Karen, <laughs> Karen seems uh, seems fun, and I mean, you right, know, right, pretty intense and kind of a dummy, but that's always fun. And okay, also, so that was an easy one this also, week. Also, oh, go ahead. I could uh, I could steal her fucking sweater. And and isn't that what it's really all about? In the yeah, end? I mean, it, it is. I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool it's cool i like it anyway uh anyway so karen wins that was not even like an argument um but now now a a harder argument because once again we seem to have a type i guess because we have chosen uh-huh. particularly <laughs> similar characters between karen and nadeshiko uh from your yeah. camp who is that same like sort of like super energetic and like almost chaotic sort of character just right. going around doing marching to the beat of her own drum uh and not really caring about what other people are doing um i feel like they're they're pretty similar in that way that's true yeah so we've kind of backed ourselves into a corner here boy well for me personally i would say that uh eurocamp is a much more laid back show in mm-hmm. general. So it's in the name. That kind of manic yeah. So that kind of manic energy that both of these characters represent. I feel like I feel like Nadashiko doesn't have quite the same opportunity to shine. Yeah, that's true. She's uh because largely her uh her you know energy going around doing stuff gets tampered or not tampered it's like tempered by the show being so like chill you know yeah the the only gag i can think of offhand that a pro that is on that same level of energy is where she runs into the the plate glass window like a bird (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah but other than that i feel like this this show uh kinero mosaic gives Karen uh, a more of a showcase. Yeah, the, this type of where, character... To the point where she's stealing scenes from everyone else, <laughs> right. basically. Yeah, this type of character works a lot more in, like, the the Yankama 
style sort of like one quick gag and then get out kind of yeah. uh, kind of format where you know Yuru Camp is a lot more like stretched out because um, they're they're showing something specific you know camping yeah uh, it's not just like character based comedy which yeah does give Karen a lot more uh, chances to to be funny um, yeah so for for me I'm gonna vote for Karen hmm. That's, that's I do, you know. It's it's a gut wrenching choice. Don't yeah, get me wrong. It's it is hard because I mean they are they are like uh, characters like two peas in a pod. They're of the same of the same ilk. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you that I think Karen Karen Cujo uh, is uh, is our winner of the best girl Olympics this time. Okay. Wow. Well, sorry, sorry, we Nadeshiko. We didn't have to uh, fight each other to the death this time. That's, yeah, that's cool. Also, didn't uh, didn't last last time when we named Nadeshiko as the uh, as the the winner that we were like, it's going to be hard to unseat her, <laughs> <laughs> and then she just immediately gets unseated by Karen. Sorry, Nadeshiko. Better luck next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh. It's it, it's uh it's hard to hard to compete with a sort of spotlight stealer like Karen because yeah she does kind of take over the whole show, <laughs> right? And honestly, when I was thinking back about like about the little that I had watched of Kinira Mosaic before we got into it, I more or less did not think of any bits that had Alice in it at all. <laughs> I was just thinking about <laughs> Karen. Uh huh. So. So, do we have uh, do we have anything else to say about the show before we wrap it up? Um, I think just our final summary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what do you uh, what do you say you'd give Kinira Mosaic out of out of five stars? Um, I would give it three stars out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. It's it's, it's solid, pretty, but pretty middle of the road. It's, yeah, it's not a bad show at all. I I I would recommend it if you. If you like this sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and but it's yeah, it didn't, it wasn't good enough to stand out among the genre. Yeah, and as we were discussing with Karen stealing, essentially stealing the spotlight, I feel like some of the other characters shined a little less for it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just think they largely didn't get a whole lot of stuff to do that wasn't their one joke like i said you know like i i find it hard to uh say much of anything about yoko and aya specifically Mm -hmm. that isn't their like their sort of interaction with each other and outside of that i don't know a whole lot about their character really yeah, and especially in fairness to the to the show i think this is one of those shows where there's Almost certainly some uh, Japanese cultural stuff going on that's that's going over my head. Yeah, there's probably the whole, something with the missing. whole fish out of water setup. But you know, but we have to we have to judge it on on what we know, not uh, not what we can you know interpret. Right. And if you, wait, that didn't make any sense. Ah, whatever. <laughs> We we're we're gonna watch it through our lens because this is what this goddamn podcast is about. <laughs> Fuck yeah! 
fuck yeah. So yeah, three stars from me. Three How stars, about you? Three stars from me as well. Like you said, it's okay. uh, it's solid, but nothing particularly special. I feel like I'm gonna forget about it. <laughs> right. You know, it's it'll be okay. it'll be one of those shows that somebody's like kidney or mosaic, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that one. Uh huh. It, it feels. I'm certain I'll remember yeah. it fondly, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when I do remember it, it will it will be I'll be saying, "Oh yeah, I like that show," but it won't be like one that I think about a lot, you know. Right. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a sort of, I mean, like a chaos. I guess is a, is the prime <laughs> right. example. Um, but I mean, we all can't be chaos. I guess. Yeah, yeah, L- listeners, we we'll have to get to chaos at some point because we we both have some pretty strong feelings about that show. Yeah, I feel like that has to be like a special episode, you know. Uh huh. Because uh, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to hard to fuck with chaos, and also I feel like chaos shouldn't go into the best girl Olympics. <laughs> because <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's because fair. if that if that happens then that segment is over (laughs) (laughs) then we're just fucked because then because then there's no way we would ever get you to argue against against yui like she would just win all the time yeah i yeah it it would severely disrupt the whole concept of the segment yeah yes yeah i mean i guess after that it would all just be uh, going for the silver medal (laughs) you know Yui already's yep. uh, already's one. Anyway, that's that's not important. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mosaic wouldn't uh, wouldn't go out of my way to highly recommend it, but pretty good show. Yeah, yeah, not bad. All right, uh, with that out of the way, the uh, uh, next week we're going to be doing Ikamusume Squid Girl, as uh, as it's known uh, in in America, um, an anime that we are both very familiar with. And and one of multiple anime about an alien invader who comes to Earth and then immediately gets enslaved by the humans. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to dispute that, but no, you're right. I, I just, it just cracks me up how, how similar these, that, these very specific premises are, are between Squid Girl and Sergeant Frog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard, but, it's hard to say that, uh... I don't think it's pretty clear that I think Ikamusume was probably influenced at least a little bit by Sergeant uh-huh. Frog because yeah they are the same plot <laughs> anyway but yeah we'll we'll talk about that uh, on yeah. on the next episode when we you know pour out our fucking feelings about Ikamusume and how good it is spoilers <laughs> 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 all right uh, the but that's all that's all for this time uh, and uh, until next episode. Uh, Thank you for doing your part to save anime.